live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, it's Joe Suchere and Patrick Royce with Sports Talk. Mark down another one, Rook, that's not going to take me from this veil of tears. What's uh, what's not going to take you? Uh, being on a duck boat that flips over oh in gosh. Branson, Missouri. 17 people uh, died. I think 17, right? Last count. Uh, yes, but Branson. If the logistics of that, and I don't, I, we don't know the story yet, but obviously. That's a big old lake, isn't it, on the Lake of the Ozarks? I'm not sure. But, well, it's, uh, they, they turned over in 40 feet and it, it, it but was the, pushed over into 80 feet. The if depth. the wind is blowing 65, you think it's a good idea to maybe not bother to go out, even if you do have a full house? You might want to disappoint the people and say, Come back uh, we got high wind warnings and uh, we, we're, we're not going to do it tonight. 65 miles an hour, and I think it's I think it's the Lake of the Ozarks. But, but um, what I'm about the, sure. I don't understand the um, uh, life jacket situation. If okay, if you're on a calm lake, well, don't you have life jackets? I, I would want. Well, they probably have them stowed away in the benches. But if it starts Table to get windy, Rock Lake, Table Rock Lake. Okay, if it starts to get windy mm-hmm. and the boat's moving, put I, on. I'm going to put it on just for the hell of it. Twenty nine passengers and two crew crew members. One of the <clears throat> crew members also drowned. So, uh, wow, that's not good. These duck boats which are um, equipped to uh, run on both land and sea, Right. Uh, also had some other uh, deaths. Uh, uh, 40 people since uh, 1999 previously. Five college students in Seattle when a duck boat collided with a bus, so that had to be on dry Ooh, land, yeah. right? 13 people died in 1999 when a boat sank near Hot Springs, Arkansas. That had to be the Lake of the Ozarks, okay. right? Okay. Uh, hot springs. So, uh, do- duck boats are death traps, said Andrew Duffy, an attorney whose Philadelphia law firm handled litigation related to two fatal duck boat accidents there. They are not fit for water or land because they are half car and half boat. Well, anyway. And they're good. so low down. You know, you're so low down. So it's- the, uh, I don't know. I don't think I've ever even seen one. I've seen the little cars that drive on water, but those are like kind of bobs around. It looks like a little, uh, like a, a bob. I mean, there's different variations, but they're mm-hmm. they're they're weighted down with Do passengers. Do we have those over on, uh, at the Dells? Yes. They're very popular at the but Dells. But the Dells probably is not on a big enough body of water to uh, have the 65-mile-an-hour winds, are they? I wouldn't think so. That mm-hmm. lake there, I forget mm-hmm. what lake. In fact, that lake dried up a couple of years ago. Really? I think it's healthy again. I kind of take the fun out of it. Yeah, you can't really go on that uh, that mm-hmm. what, jet ski or anything like that. Hey, but. let's go down to the beach and walk across the lake, <laughs> uh, yes. kids. What do you say? Well, you might want to go looking for some maybe some uh, with your metal detector, some old rings or coins or something like that. That is uh, that is unfortunate uh, to uh, say the least. But uh, yeah, because think about that. So many would have been together as families. Oh my god, taking that trip mm-hmm. that would yeah. you might have a double or triple funeral. I know that uh, I've reached the end of my time on Earth. Uh, if I ever have anyone in the family say, let's go to Branson. Okay. As a vacay? Um, yeah. Because they got the leftovers from the Lawrence Welk band down there and uh, stuff like that. <laughs> you're but probably not. You're they, prob- they must have gambling, huh? They must have gambling. I believe they do. I think uh, and, they do on the... And it's um, every old country music act there is, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, it's uh, they kind of built it out of nowhere, so congratulations to them. But I, I don't think I'm going to Branson. Branson does have casinos. Mm-hmm. BransonCasino.com. Okay. Bet they got penny slots, too. 
At, uh, uh, probably in Branson, if you're going to Branson to gamble, you're probably a, a shrewd gambler. You're yeah, probably you're not, not looking for the high stakes. You're not going to Vegas, that's no. for sure. Have uh, you been to Laughlin? Never been to Laughlin. I've never been to Laughlin. That was started by a Minnesota guy, right? Laughlin? Yeah. I believe it was. It was? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He went down there, what, four, uh-huh. however many years ago, decades ago. Yes. And it's more of a... Well, um, it's, uh, it's close to the Grand Canyon, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's, it gets you, it's right on the border, so it gets Arizona. People who don't want to drive all the way from Phoenix can drive to Laughlin, right? I mean, from Phoenix can uh, drive to Laughlin, right? Am I, I not mistaken? Yeah, and I think it's a little, um, it's a little more laid back. You don't get the intensity like you do with uh, Las Vegas. Well, you probably it's probably a lot like downtown Las Vegas. Those casinos, not quite as ornate, probably, in Laughlin, right? It is right on the tip between Arizona, California, and Nevada. So it's right where they all oh, kind of come right together. Over there. So, okay. All right. Maybe up. it isn't, uh, maybe it doesn't save you time then driving from uh, Phoenix. I don't know. No, but it's extremely popular. So a lot of people go there. Mm-hmm. Not well, myself, though. No, I, I saw that uh, baseball uh, commissioner, the boys today, uh, Johnny Krasinski, was in here uh, filling in for uh, Judd, and uh, really it was a fairly rational show, but uh, <laughs> with, without Judd's hot takes and trade them off and right, the whole deal. Right. Uh, but uh, I heard them talking about the commissioner of baseball named six possible uh, expansion sites, naming Vegas as one. Nope. Baseball is a lot of sports belong there. Baseball's not one. NFL belongs there. NHL belongs there. NBA belongs there. Baseball is first of all. It's well, they have summer, a triple A affiliate, right? Yeah, it's a summer. Some. It's one hundred and twenty degrees. Uh, blah blah blah. I, and uh, I think uh, Portland is the one that's really aggressively uh, trying to pursue it. I'm certain. I'm certain that Seattle can't be too happy about that because that's their. Uh, that t- their TV market, but Portland and Montreal are probably the two. Well, uh, the, the, best yeah, ones. The, it's the beginning and the end with Montreal, don't mm-hmm. you think? They're they, they're the next target. If- yeah, but as uh, Manfred said, they got to take care of o- Oakland and Tampa first with uh, the stadium situation. <laughs> well, in those I could towns. take care of Tampa right now. <laughs> Move Tampa to Montreal. <laughs> Although I like your plan better. Trap Tampa to Miami. Yep. Give Florida one well-operated team, and then move and Miami, then move to, Miami Montreal. to Montreal. And yep. then. Uh, and then go with thirty teams. They yes, don't, they don't need to expand. They're, uh, but just because everybody else is doing it, they, why would uh, baseball? They were, they would be crazy to be in Las Vegas because it's such an outdoor game in the middle of summer. Mm-hmm. I yeah, mean, they could build a dome, but I just don't. I don't think. I think. I think Las Vegas is made for more violent hip activities. It's not. It's not named for a, it's not made for a laid back game. Soft, right? soft, yeah, laid, calm, laid cool. back, calm, calm game takes three and a half hours. There's nobody going to come to town. Even if you go to town to watch the twins, you get to about the fifth inning, man, you want to be gambling. You're going to be leaving. Right, you're not, right. nobody's going to make it nine innings in Vegas. So you, they get, <laughs> they gotta, they go out there to gamble. They're not, they're not, you know, find hookers, do something. They're not, uh, <laughs> They're not going to be hanging out at the ballpark. That is that is not a good location for them. By the way, Reavers, did you see who the new voice of the Oakland Raiders is? I did see this. Who? Uh, Brent Musburger. What? Brent Musburger. They're, they're in uh, that the guy who's been their voice. Bob too. Papa. Papa has been there forever. It's Bob or Greg Papa? 
Uh, Greg Pop. Greg but Papa. they're gassing him and making room for Brent because Brent's, you know, located in Vegas now, and he's getting ready to welcome them to Vegas. But he's going to do two years in Oakland, and I got a hunch they'll abuse the living hell out of him, don't you? Well, the what Oakland I couldn't fans, understand is... He'll be, the, the Oakland fans will see him and think, Las Vegas, that's where he's working now. <laughs> what I couldn't understand is, is this a is this a marketing, some type of marketing ploy for them to, to bring in Musburger? Because... This guy, Papa, I'm talking, was there for two and a half decades. Yes, yes. Well, I know I think it's something about the Vegas, to make the Vegas connection, but I think that's a bad idea why you're still playing in Oakland. I do, too. But Al Davis' son is not nearly as smart as Al Davis was, so I, I don't yeah, know. What's, what the, he, so he runs the club now. I don't know anything about him. What uh, Is he following of, his dad's he footsteps? He doesn't look like the old man. He's not as slick as the old man. He's kind of a dumpy-looking guy, but, uh, you know, he just... He, the best thing that ever happened to him is Los Angeles wouldn't take him. The the Los, the NFL decided to put the screws to him by not letting him be the second team in, in uh, Los Angeles, and by doing that, they made they made him the overlord of the greatest franchise in sports history, the NFL and Vegas. <laughs> they're gonna have uh, you know they're gonna have brothels on the grounds you know for uh football football it's it's gonna for be all the, those visiting it's uh, gonna i'm gonna go to vegas the first time the packers go there just to, just see, to see the debauchery <laughs> it'll be fantastic i i want to see a sea of green as you try to walk into the stadium stepping over the exhausted drunken green bay bodies it'll be fantastic we'll be back Uh, this morning to check them out, see how they're uh, dealing with uh, Dougie Hennis's uh, death over there. Yeah. Very, very tight with everybody at the U, and uh, including the athletic department. I went over to see those uh, fellas. A lot of, lot of uh, angst going on over there right now. Of course, uh, Glenn Caruso, who is the most positive guy of all time, his wife Rachel is dealing with uh, cancer. I wrote about it last year. Uh, mm. Quite a battle, a battle that is still taking place. And Johnny Towers, a significant other. He's got a girlfriend for the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. She's got cancer, too. I'm not sure what, but she's on, uh, there's a Caring Bridge page for her, too. So uh, oh. a lot of, uh, you know, things um, things keep, seem to happen in cycles. But uh, You need to keep everything in perspective. Doug's, uh, I think Doug's service will be at 11 a.m. at the chapel at St. Thomas on Tuesday. Uh, whether there's going to be a visitation Monday night at O'Halloran and Murphy, they're handling it, of course, yep. and uh, the official funeral home of St. Thomas, O'Halloran and Murphy. <laughs> yes. And uh, if uh, at 11 a.m. or there might be a visitation before, right the, before. before the service, so I'm not sure. But uh, yeah. you get any, uh, Did you get any dope on him? Did you get any well, good it stories? It would be a heart attack. Uh, oh, no, I mean, as far as stories oh, were. I don't, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, he was just an incredibly hard worker, and he had... At one time before St. Thomas became more of a conglomerate, you mm -hmm. know, right? The, the became the conglomerate that it, before it became the conglomerate that it is today with a lot more employees. He had about four different jobs over there. Oh, wow. But uh, 
basically Gene McGivern runs the uh, sports information department and has students as his assistants, right. you know. So they don't have a staff, but Doug basically leaped in there the last several years and has helped Providing them guidance. and wrote no wrote a lot of stories, did a lot of work for them, mm. just as a volunteer, you know, has basically added that to his jobs. And he was at all the Tommy's football games, writing the writing the stories, and uh, and he, he became, you know he was he was a Tommy through and through. That's for sure. Yeah, in '63, that's really sad for his family. Gave uh, gave me a copy again of the uh, little book they did last uh, year on the uh, Tommy's Johnny's rivalry and St. Thomas football. A little sixty pager. Yeah, Dougie was in on that along with McGivern, and of course, there's a fine pic- photo in there of my uncle Frank, who What's was a star tackle way back in the late 20s really? uh yeah frank o'rourke he was a a mighty when you see him man for that era looked like a brick for that era oh big tall guy too six three probably you're frank getting out of the way huh six two six three big solid guy now i was uh, uh 40 years old before i be before my dad was 40 my mom was in her 30s when i got adopted so right so the that generation's a little older, but I, I Frank was a buddy of mine and a great guy and uh, and a great Tommy. And uh, he, he was a great football player over there. Later on was the AD and foot, the football coach at Mechanic Arts. Oh, he was? Uh, yeah, for years. And then uh, then the AD at Mechanic Arts, too. He, he had both jobs. Double duty. I think he might have still been there when they closed her up. Maybe he retired by then. Seventy. I think they closed it up in 73 or 4. You mentioned the Mechanic Tommy Johnny. Arts. Yeah. Where is that this year? I think it's at St. John's. Uh oh, okay. Because uh, last year was they did a home target game. field. Didn't last they? year was a home game, oh. but last year was a home game for St. Thomas. Okay, so and that's why I was there. This what did year, they draw? By the way, I, I can't oh, remember. Thirty-five thousand. Oh, so they'll like. do it again. Event sometime, sometime. But I think they wanted it to be kind of a one-offy thing too. Okay. That they didn't want to make it routine. They wanted to make it a special event. I mean, they had people flying in from all over right. the country to see it. And by the way, the Johnnies <laughs> outnumbered the Tommies, from what I could see. Oh, really? Um, I didn't go. I didn't well, how much of that was due to the the Sharkman factor? <laughs> well, he he was here, but uh, no. But I mean, did he bring a crew? Is my well, he did, but I mean, there was twenty thousand. He didn't bring that many. That's there true. Probably was twenty thousand Johnnies there, and maybe fifty thousand St. Thomases. So, boy, that is such a fun, even whatever <laughs> venue it's at, whether it's up at St. John's or at St. Thomas, mm-hmm. that Saturday morning is so. Uh, you know, when you get nice weather, mm-hmm. it's such a great, it's, you kind of want to stop time because people are, if you're going to the same town, people are grilling left and right and they're kind of floating into the stadium and there's backyard St. John's has uh, uh, obviously got the uh, tailgating advantage over St. to win the games. Oh yeah, the they just Thomas. put them in those fields. Yeah, St. Thomas, they can, uh, they can, and they got the parking lots up there in front of the. Out in front of the church right. and stuff like that. Because you guys always did the show up there, right? On Saturday, we did a couple of years. Yeah, two, three years. We've yeah, done we did it up there. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, yeah. That's festive because it's packed. And two years ago they had Two years ago they had some more. They didn't. They didn't have the whatever they call it game day. But remember they oh, had the ESPN. The, um, but they had. They didn't have game day. But they had their morning sports shows from there at six a.m. till yes, nine. Yes. 
And, and that uh, people got up early. Quite a crowd, yes. So yes. they were really <laughs> either they <laughs> just or, or some of the students stayed up. Yeah, they never went they to bed. Up, right? Never went to bed. Yeah. <laughs> the ones with really good stamina. Have they ever played that that matchup game at night, or is it always during the day? Uh, they uh, uh, idiotically they pl- they had some of those uh, for about a seven or eight year period. They had MIAC day in the Metrodome, and it would they would not make. Uh, concession to the rivalries. In other words, if it happened to fall on the last week of the season when the Metrodome day was, then I think the Johnnies and Tommies did play at least once in the Metrodome. And oh, it might really? Have been a night game. I don't know. Okay. But because uh, when was that? Like the eighties? The MIAC could. Yeah, it could. It's a political body. Uh, they they do some stupid things. They should have all the rivalry games played in the on a certain week of October, you know, St. Olaf and they should never have this team playing in the opener, which has happened or at the end of the season, this should be like the fifth game of the season. And Carlton St. Olaf should be the fifth game of the season. And you know what the Gustavus and St. Gustavus and Concordia could be the fifth game of the season. They should, uh, they should, why aren't they thinking? They don't listen to me. They got the fixer right here. All they'd have to do is say, what should we do, Call You don't even charge them. Call the what fixer. Do the fi- Call I do the it fixer. for free. Call yes. the fixer. I would fix it, but they don't like to be fixed. I'll tell you one thing, though, Kenny. I can't fix what Mindot's got going this weekend. Wow. <laughs> You'll have to tell us about us it, later. It's uh, tough for me to remain a supporter, I gotta tell you. <laughs> it's uh, really the, tough. A little 494 crossdown situation might be uh, might be interesting. For all those people wanting to come in from the south suburbs for the X yeah, Games, yeah, stay, stay, uh, watch your act. Stay yeah. out of town. Figure and out. we're going to actually get to that right okay. after uh, Brucey here. All righty. Sports Talk will return. Meanwhile... Bruce Vail with the Your Money Now report, as you well know, comes to us courtesy of Owatonna's own Federated Insurance. And what do you got, Bruce? Well, stocks were unable to hold on to their early small gains today. The major indexes ended the week slightly lower, with the Dow Jones Industrial Average down six points at 25,058. The NASDAQ Composite lost five points. The S&P 500 fell two points. The NASDAQ was uh, down five points today and five points for the week as well. The S&P 500 unchanged this week, and the Dow squeaked out a small Small, small game. President Trump escalated his criticism of the Federal Reserve, saying its efforts to raise short-term interest rates hurt the U.S. economic expansion. Mr. Trump had previously been silent about Fed policy in keeping with the long tradition in the White House of refraining from commenting on central bank decisions in respect for its independence. The wildly popular online game Fortnite has surpassed a billion dollars in revenue. That is a particularly impressive amount considering the game is free to play and has been out for less than two years. Fortnite makes money entirely from in-app purchases where players spend real money to buy in-game currency in order to customize their avatars. A billion dollars worth of that. I'm Bruce Vail with your money now on 1500 ESPN. Okay, we thank you very much, Bruce, and uh, we're going to let you go for the weekend. And uh, like Patrick said, we're going to look at this construction situation this weekend this one sponsored by indeed 
And uh, the Crosstown Freeway will be closed this weekend between Fort Snelling and 35W, although the westbound lanes will remain open over to Hiawatha so people can access the federal buildings. And 494, both directions closing between 100 and 212, but eastbound 494 should be open by late in the day tomorrow. John Height with a sports update. Thank you, Patrick. Partly sunny and 79 degrees. Twins, uh, they play again tonight, finally, after the All-Star break. Ten-game road trip opens up in Kansas City against the Royals. Kyle Gibson against Danny Duffy. Hey, your guy's back. Who, who? Taylor Motter. Taylor Motter. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Recalled from Rochester. Uh, Taylor Rochester made a good trade today. They they got rid of Taylor Motter and they brought in uh, Miguel Sano. So. Wait, is that Suchi's dope smoking friend? Yeah, yeah I can't tell who hair. needs a haircut worse, him or rookie. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of salad. Uh, yep. Do you know Kansas City now has the worst record in baseball? Congratulations, they passed, they passed boys. Baltimore. Ouch! That's uh, that was hard to believe. Baltimore was setting a, a really dazzling pace for ineptitude. The uh, Chicago Tribune has ranked all the major league ballparks in respect to their neighborhoods. Okay. Oh, God. Now, are we mad that we weren't number one? What a dumb idea. Target Field. Just do the next story. Target Field is number seven, Kenny. Really? They interesting, John. They write, downtown Minneapolis is a fun place to be, especially the North Loop area near the Twins Park. Three breweries, including Fulton, are located just around the corner from the stadium. The Loon Cafe offers terrific chili. First Avenue, one of the best music venues in the country, is a few blocks away, as is the Farmer's Market. At the park, check out the statues of former twins. Kirby Puckett's is outside the entrance in right. Plus, you got the Super America right down the street that <laughs> only closes from 2 to 4. So open, the North, the other, uh, open the other 22 hours a day. The North Loop is 694 from the Fish Lake split over to Highway 36 <laughs> in Oakdale. That is the North Loop. Yeah, you dumb well, hipsters. You lost that argument, baby. You Long lost time that ago. argument. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fenway, if you're wondering, is number one for neighborhoods. Please. And really? Wrigley is yeah. much better than Fenway. Wrigley's number two. Maybe because it was the Chicago Tribune, they thought, we okay. better not put our own. Oh, Who was three? Uh, I, I don't know, Chris. Mm-hmm. How'd the new uh, Yankees deal uh, fall? It was number the, eight, I think, yeah, seven or eight. It's not the bad same there, spot. Kenny. It's the Bronx, the same spot, yeah, right isn't it? there. Yeah. But the Bronx are not bad right up the street there. Some very good, uh, funky restaurants. Now, we have an update on uh, two Mexican League umpires. Okay. Oh, this is great. If you, okay. if you haven't seen this video, <laughs> you have this to catch it. I put it on the Sports Talk okay. page, 1500ESPN.com. Yes, pull yes. it up and show it to Kenny. Uh, what happens is a, a swinger swings a swinger, a batter. They got Kenny's a attention. A batter swings at a pitch. A complete Swings swing. at a pitch. If he hits it, it might be a double. The home plate umpire calls it a ball, at which point the catcher says, huh? And he asks for the first base umpire to clarify. The first base umpire yeah, it's also a swing gives, and a miss. Yeah, it's a swing. Gives and a miss. the safe sign. Yeah, it's unbelievably funny. <laughs> unbelievably funny. Now, it's, it's unbelievable. The guy almost had a hernia swinging at her. What was the final call? What did they decide? They, they left it a ball. Yeah. Uh, but now but he's, the but two it, umpires. They were both not paying attention. It, is, it has been seen by millions of people. Mm-hmm. The two umpires now have been suspended for the remainder of the season. 
by the Mexican baseball. Holy league. cow! That is uh, that is enforcement. They don't have a strong union. The Mexican umpires, I take it. Huh? The umpires are Ulysses Dominies. <laughs> I don't think he swung. Please. He goes over to the first place guy. Yeah, <laughs> I think we're good. But it's the emphatic <laughs> point. Like, did he go? No, he did not. Oh, okay. Even the batter said, "Yeah, I yeah, swung. I, I did, sir." I, I really. <laughs> the, man, the manager comes out to argue. He's not even sure what to say. You can tell he doesn't know how to go about. Oh, the video is so great. It gave me a chance. To once again tell my favorite ever twins broadcasting story, Ray Scott and oh, yeah. Ralph John Fritz, Channel Four, and Ray is uh, talking. Ray, who was fantastic, and RJ was one of the great guys ever. Uh, the batter is Ray is describing this little white right-handed hitting batter who was recently up, but then he looks down to see that. Carlos May is batting, who's all a black left-handed guy. And and Ray says, well, pardon me, ladies and gentlemen. I, I apologize. I missed what happened to whoever it was, Lenny Garcia. The previous batter, yeah. yeah. I missed what happened to him. RJ, what happened to that batter? And no. Elf John says, I don't know, Ray. I wasn't watching either. <laughs> Uh, Johnny, do you have the quote from the from the league commissioner or whatever? Oh, no. okay. No. The quote yesterday after the, both these guys got suspended, and now obviously they were suspended uh, for the rest of the season. It yep. Basically said they didn't adhere to the standards of the Mexican <laughs> league. Uh, well, plus the bad part is it was a really good pitch. Yeah, it yeah. was so a strike. It wasn't you know, way up when he called it a ball yeah. anyway. <laughs> Who came up from the Mexican league in the uh, in major league? The catcher, it? Jake Taylor. Jake Taylor. Says, what are you doing Mex- up here? Couldn't cut it in the Mexican league. <laughs> <laughs> there, uh, there were two other umpires on the field for this also yeah. at second base and third base. Uh, they uh, received a warning from the league for not intervening. Like they said, should have raised it and have said, said, you're both idiots. Yes, yes. Right. Exactly. You guys are warned. About what? <laughs> we didn't see it either. <laughs> News notes from today. Police in Plymouth say they received 26 reports of vandalism from Wednesday night into Thursday morning. What? In an area from the city's south border to north of Rockford Road. Police spokesperson said the vandalism mostly was shattered vehicle windows, spray-painted cars, spray-painted garages, another property, and one damaged mailbox. Police are seeking assistance from anyone who has info or might have a home security system with video. You're asked to call the Plymouth Police Department if you have any information. Sounds like dazed and confused there that they're just now going <laughs> knocking mailboxes over and the like. <laughs> National Weather Service. I watched it again. I read uh, like three days ago. I ran across that movie. I had to watch 40 minutes of it. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> National Weather Service in Duluth said poor air quality is expected in northwestern north central Minnesota into Saturday morning. Tweet said it's because of wildfires in Canada resulting in smoke across the region, leading to unhealthy air quality levels. The tweet said air quality is expected to remain poor into tomorrow morning. So southern Minnesota has all the rain it could possibly want, and Canada doesn't have any? Is that, uh, is that the way it's going? They're saturated yeah. down south. Mm-hmm. The FBI is in possession of a recording between President Donald Trump and his former personal attorney, Michael Cohen, in which the two men before the election discuss a payment to a former Playboy model who's alleged an affair with Trump. That, according to Rudy, uh, Rudy Giuliani and a source familiar with the matter, Cohen has other recordings of the president in the records that were seized by the FBI, said both the source with knowledge of the tapes and Giuliani. 
Another source with knowledge of the tape, however, said the conversation is not as mundane as Giuliani describes it and is not good for the president, although the source wouldn't elaborate. The recording about the former Playboy model, Karen McDougal, was among the trove of documents and materials the FBI seized during a raid of Cohen's hotel residence and office earlier. Okay, I got to admit something. Yeah. Uh, when we were in invest- like Trump. When we were investigating <laughs> Whitewater, we somehow ended up with uh, oral gratification in the uh, Oval Office, and then lying about it, and then covering yeah. up. Yeah. But but yeah. why did we care? Why right. why was it ever an issue that in the was, first place? That was my question. And yeah. why is it? And now we're investigating Russian collusion. What do we care if he and Stormy Daniels were running around the the well the reason for this is they think or they're trying to insinuate anyway that campaign money was used for the payoffs which is a felony oh if okay. if it's true all right if it's true but nobody has any I way of knowing yeah, so have, what, what he was doing with stormy i don't care about. has no. somebody come out and said that or are you just no that's, that's <laughs> i think they're just planning on impeaching him for just bad taste in general <laughs> <laughs> Just in well, they, 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 impeached, they impeached Bill, but uh, they couldn't get the votes to get rid of him. So. <laughs> Can you trust your very first childhood memories? Maybe not, according to a new study. People's earliest memories normally are formed around three to three and a half years of age, according to past research. I don't think I got any that young. Do you? Who's Deanna? I don't think I have any. Yeah, like according that. to my therapist, I've blocked him out. <laughs> <laughs> But in a survey of more than 6,600 people, British scientists found that 39% of participants claim to have memories from age two or younger. Ah, they're really full of crap. Yeah. Uh, the study agrees they with were you. Still po- if you're still pooping your diapers, you don't have <laughs> any memories except maybe pooping your diapers. The researchers agree <laughs> the with you. The only memory you have is, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they say I don't uh, even have memories of my old man holding me up above it, screaming bloody you. murders, terrify me <laughs> not to do it again. I have a uh, a memory of being in Winona, where one of my aunt, my aunt Mary, full blooded Polish gal, mm-hmm. I, I would have been staying with them for some reason. She took me to a movie, and the movie was Hooper. Mm-hmm. Remember Hooper with Burt Reynolds? Yeah, and somebody gave somebody the the finger. Mm-hmm. And she asked me, do you know what that means? And I very bluntly told her what it meant. Mm-hmm. And my wife disputes that, that I, that I would ever have said that to my old aunt. But I wasn't saying it mean. I was just, yes. but I have a distinct memory of that. Well, well, you were a smart kid. I would have been at 78. I just looked up Hooper. Before we break, I think Kenny has some uh, traffic. Yeah, we stuff. had a crash on I'm East. I'm not done with my story here. Uh, and yeah, then, you are. Popcorn. You are done. Uh, <laughs> we had a crash eastbound 694 at Long Lake Road. It's gone, but now traffic is jamming at 100 and running 20 minutes on eastbound 694, 100 over to 35W. Sports Talk continues. Well, we take you back to the movie theater where Matthew just explained what the middle finger means to his aunt. Kenny, I got a question for you. Go ahead. What is the finished product going to look like downtown on West 94? Do you have any idea? No, it's they're changing everything. Okay, now, seventh is seventh oh. going to stay. Eleventh's gone. As far as I know, 11th oh, is good. gone. Yeah, okay. uh, but no, I, I really don't know. I, Patrick, I, I have to admit, 
I don't care. <laughs> well, <laughs> you don't go. I'm you don't drive not. that direction. I, I care. I'm not going to try to <laughs> sell you any kind of BS. I just, I just don't care. Finally, yes, finally the real Kenny I mean, comes through. On the you radio. know what? I mean, you've had really. to work. One of the last three weeks, so I can yeah. see why you're worn out. I am. I'm at my wits end. Uh, Kenny, if you'd like, Rook has another story. Yeah. Can you give us when another one? What about your after? uncle that asked you to mow Uncle the lawn? Matt asked you, uh, your uncle brother to Beanie? mow the lawn, but uh, not that patch of weeds that over was, there. That was Grandpa Red. Was he was Grandpa growing Red, his own. Yeah. He was uh, he was taking the reefer, I think. Steve, I can need you to cut the grass, but cut everything but this patch right back by the railroad tracks. <laughs> you know, a stone throw from Homecroft Elementary School oh. and Grandpa's growing his own. Oh. <laughs> yes. Right over the bridge. Oh my god. The bad thing is Steve knew what it was. Like, I'm sure Steve probably stopped down there every once in a while. I'm just checking on it for you, Grandpa. <laughs> California Highway Patrol said a driver caught going 99 miles an hour told a trooper the radar readout must be the current temperature. <laughs> Not bad. CHP's Oakland station tweeted a vehicle was stopped by the trooper for doing 99 in a 65 on Interstate 980. The Highway Patrol quotes the driver as saying, I wasn't driving that fast and asked the trooper to show him the readout on the radar device. Uh-huh. Driver responding, that display must be the current temperature, not what I was driving. The CHP said the Did driver... Did they go for it? Did they uh, no. buy it? No, eventually uh, when the patrolman told him, no, that's not the case, he, he conceded. I haven't been out there for about six years, man. I think I'm too old to drive on those six-lane freeways. I was uh, out there in February, and every time I see one of those California Highway Patrols, I just picture Ponch and John, you know, and the Chips <laughs> theme rolling in the oh, background. boy, Rook. Boy, was that a bad TV series. Oh, come on! Every single episode was about road rage. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, seven right. cars. They were up. ahead of their time. So fantastic. You know what? They could bring it back and be about texting. You know, hey, another texter. Has anybody tried to watch the Chips movie? Oh, no. How bad is it? Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, oh, oh. Who's, uh, who's in that one? Uh, Eric Estrada. The typical, the typical, the yeah, the typical clown. You mean from back in the day, or are they no, it was re- yeah, recent one. It was a recent one, and it is just <laughs> no new idea. How could they Dax find Shepard comes to mind? Oh, Dax he was John Shepherd. Baker. I bet he might have been. Yeah. Uh, how could they go out and find an American sex symbol as good as Eric Estrada? You're not going to find that today. Yeah. Especially he kept pat- putting on about ten pounds a year too, didn't he? Oh, and by yeah. the end, he was popping his butt. <laughs> they had him in a girdle. <laughs> In the sidecar. Hey. <laughs> Those of us that grew up in the 80s, he was our Elvis, baby. He yeah. looked like a Venezuelan pitcher, man. They all put out about 15 oh, yeah. a year, too. You know. you know, if I'm allowed to let you in with one more oh, story please. of my oh, youth. Yeah. Please, I, uh, please, yes. uh, Several years ago, with the invention of Netflix, I went through and found the show Emergency. Yes. And gathered all the kids around and said, you guys are going to love this. this. This is what we watched, and it was fantastic. You know, Chet and all those guys. And they lasted about three minutes and basically gave me this as they each individually walked off and said, this was the lamest show. Everything's an overdose. Well, we had like 20-year-olds telling me they watched Blazing Saddles and thought it was dated. How can you watch Blazing wow. Saddles and no, think it was dated? No. It'll live forever. Yes. As a part of Americana. Yes. <laughs>
Uh, oh, the only inclu- and the end, it's a story of inclusiveness. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it's the only cowboy movie Such has ever watched. He hates westerns except for Blazing Saddles. <laughs> and North by Northwest. Oh, it wasn't a, wasn't a western? It wasn't a western, yeah. Oh, okay. There was uh, a cornfield in it. Got it. I had That's this, the only scene I've ever watched. All right, Johnny, you better give us that story. You want to get you get in one here. Well, I had this story uh, a couple hours ago, but the fellow said bring it back in when Kenny's here. So oh, okay. yes, yes. A woman in San Antonio gave birth in the most unlikely of places, a Chick-fil-A restaurant bathroom. Ooh. Oh, man. Fallon Griffin <laughs> told KSAT she had to rush into the Chick-fil-A while heading to the hospital to give birth. She told the TV station she and her husband were dropping off their older children with a family friend in the parking lot. At that point, she realized she couldn't wait. Hmm. Griffin's husband, Robert, said the young employees let the couple in because the place had already closed for the evening, and they were quick to help under pressure. That's good. I'm glad it was closed. Otherwise, don't let her in. Brenda Enriquez. Was dad able to plow down a few chicken breasts while she, <laughs> was, while she was in there pushing the kid out? Let me know how works out. Got any leftovers? Brenda Enriquez, a Chick-fil-A employee who called 911, said, I could hear high-pitched screaming, and I was like, okay, this is serious. This is happening. In a Facebook post, the husband said wow. management brought them clean towels Gross. as Fallon started to go into labor in the restaurant's bathroom stall. She gave birth to a girl, Graceland Griffin, about 15 minutes before paramedics got there. Her birth certificate, Robert, wrote on Facebook, reads, Born in a Chick-fil-A. Hospital had me sign the birth certificate as attending physician. Uh, the Chick-fil-A has offered baby Graceland free Chick-fil-A for life. Holy cow. it be worth it. And a guaranteed first job when she hits the age of 14. Wow. What you didn't point out is the man, the one man that was in there at gunpoint was ordering the staff to only give him chicken fillets without the bun. And he had a beard and he was from Minneapolis. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Does traffic on a yes, certain radio exactly. station. Reavers have made a really bad mistake. <laughs> I plowed through 15. <laughs> Tossing the buns aside, it was like a, it was like Laurel and Hardy when he has the can of beans Patrick, piled high. It was all I buns. I was going to give up CPR. Patrick, you can't laugh. Surely you can understand. Oh, yeah. Please tell me you understand. Bratwurst at uh, Milwaukee County Stadium, toasted brats in the press oh. box. Man. I was drinking. But, I was uh, eating those chicken breasts like they were, you know, like it was shots of tequila. Well, we should also point out for the folks that have never heard this story that was the same day slash evening that the boss. Took us out for oh, dinner yeah. to JD Hoyt. JD Hoyt the same night. So you had about fifteen pieces of chicken before you came down that to was JD your Hoyt appetizer. And uh, it, it was a rough couple of days after that. <laughs> Those I were the, the days, price. man. Those dinners at Hoyt's. Yeah, we're due for one, aren't we? Yeah, it probably shut us down. That former don't. market morning guy took care of that one. All right. Thanks, Johnny. Okay. Have a good weekend. No, wait. I got you here at 530. I'll be here at 530. Okay. Uh, Dad, uh, Dan Seaman, the boss around here, his dad died. Don, uh, earlier this week. Uh, I saw that. And uh, Don was 86 and quite the character, I guess. And a uh, tough old guy from uh, the Arlington area. But he was a Shriner. Okay. And he was in hundreds of parades 
he would do 50 parades a year between the Shriners and the Vets and everything, you know, the Vets. But he would drive the little Shriner Oh, cars. my God, those are crazy. He drove the little Shriner yes. cars in the parades. They're, they're like the, uh, uh, the carts of death. So I believe the funeral is, might have been today, but I think it's Saturday. Okay. Tomorrow morning. And when they leave the church. Come on. To go to the funeral yep. home. They're going to have like 20 of those little Shriner cars in front of them, leading them out to the uh, burial plot. I think that's a grand idea. <laughs> are they, they going to be doing around. the figure eights? Because they always I, do the crisscross. You got to do the figure eights, as you are. They're going to have to uh, load up the road, but you got to yes. have the. Uh, you got to do the figure eights. So uh, that would be uh, that would be a, a combination funeral parade. That is. Uh, a yeah, do they have to chalk that one down as more a community service? Because those guys I, uh, cruise. Oh man, they're uh, those are some cars. Of course, my favorite Triner moment remains. Fenway Park, good Irish Catholic. Uh, Cliff Keen, sports writer, comes in. The press box hung real low then. They're having Shriners Day. There's 2,000 Shriners out on the field. He screams, get those bleeping Protestants off the field and let's play a ball game. (laughs) (laughs) All righty, we'll be back. Courtney Cronin, who covers the Vikings for ESPN.com, will be with us momentarily. 1500 ESPN is KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis. It is 79 degrees. The ride is next. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. It's crazy to think that a few weeks ago we were talking about whether or not Tua Tagovailoa should consider retiring after two concussions and worldwide debates on player safety and NFL culpability. Tua has done nothing but go back to work and currently has the Dolphins riding a three-game win streak and one loss behind the division favorite Buffalo Bills. While everyone was yapping about the end of his career, Tua Tagovailoa said he'll decide when it's time. And clearly, he's not ready to hang up the cleats. Hi, this is Chris Howard from the Plugged In with Chris Howard podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting up to the minute scores for every sport. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the MLB playoffs, the start of the NHL season, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.